Dave, what would you call it if you uh, were looking for something with your eyes? <laughs> what? I... Yeah. If it was like something that you had to search for, what would you call it? A quest. Or maybe... With your eyes. Would it be an audio quest? No, it would be like a vision quest, right? Vision quest, (laughs) right. Sorry, I had to kind of go around the corner for that one. (laughs) Let me look away. Where's this onion? Okay, this... Oh, I see what you're doing here. (laughs) So, today's guest is uh, one of the stars of that movie. A very memorable character Mm -hmm. in that film. Yeah, Frank Jasper, he played Shoot. Yeah. Who was the scary guy in Vision Quest, which... Many people in the 1985 movie think it's the best wrestling movie that has ever been produced. Well, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. And and uh, you know, in the wrestling community, everybody knows They're all right. these characters. Now, Dave and I are not in the wrestling community, <laughs> but we were around in '85, right, so we exactly. saw it. Yeah, we, we saw we, the we movie. went to movies, <laughs> uh, and so we're looking forward to this conversation with Frank Jasper. That's up next. Uh, uh, but first, listen to this other fine old pie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network this is the minutia man celebrity interview with rick and dave all right dave today we have a uh, guest on the show who played an iconic role in a movie from our college years uh if you remember, that was a time when sports-related movies were coming out, like uh, the Rocky movies, mm-hmm. Karate Kid, The Natural, Breaking Away. And a movie I saw on the first day it came out in 1985, Vision Quest, starring our guest today. A wrestling movie, a great wrestling movie, had tons of stars in there that are even more famous today than they were at that time. Matthew Modine, Forrest Whitaker, Madonna. And today's guest was the bad guy in that movie. He played probably the most memorable character in that film, uh, the muscle-bound, scary wrestler Brian Shute. Please welcome to the show, Frank Jasper. It's Shute. It's you. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. <laughs> this is pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just love that you went to the very first showing of it in 1985. That's, you know... You know why? Were you a wrestler at the time? I uh, no, I wasn't a wrestler. I'll tell you why I went because I was working at a college radio station, and they were promoting the heck out of uh, this film because of the great soundtrack that it had. Uh, that soundtrack album had like Sammy Hagar and Journey, John Waits. You know, it had Lunatic Fringe. It had Madonna and Dio style council. It was just an amazing soundtrack. And so I, you know, we had a big premiere uh, from our radio station, invited listeners, and it was a big deal. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I know you're not a wrestler anymore, but what I heard, this is kind of a fun story, and I hope it's true. 
because I, I, I just love this. There was a wrestle off with another actor to get the part. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. And just so you know, I actually did wrestle. I wrestled in high school. I wrestled for three years in high school. And um, I had judo background when I was younger. My dad was a black belt in judo. So we were taught in eighth, you know, third and fourth grade, fifth grade, how to roll, you know, and how to wrestle on the ground, things like that, how to be thrown, how to land. And then three years in high school. Um, and then I actually wrestled with a, with a college team at, at, in Pasco. One of my brothers, my brother, I have a younger brother, two years younger. And one of his friends needed somebody at his weight at 192. And he needed you know, a body there to throw around and be thrown around by. So I, I, I wrestled for him with him for the entire season. And that was about three years uh, just prior to me going to um, Eastern Washington and then about two, three years prior to me getting the role in Vision Quest. So all of that helped me prepare for the wrestling aspect of, uh, you know, Brian Shute, the movie. Well, it explains why the wrestling is so <laughs> realistic. Seamless, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what about the wrestle-off with another actor? Tell that story. Okay. Well, it, you know, I had um, five auditions for this movie. And I hadn't really done any acting or any, you know, any theater work any of any kind prior to that. So I thought that uh, that I was going into this role of being an extra because the guy that came in, I'm going to back up just a second. I became a, a, an athletic trainer at Eastern Washington University. And each season you have a different team you work with. Well, this team, this this season or semester, I was working with the wrestling team. So I'm sitting in the wrestling room, reading my anatomy books, and just sitting in the in, in the in the mat room. And this guy walks in and t- starts talking about a movie that he's in. And he's uh, saying, "God, they're paying me to wrestle. It's fantastic." He says, "Oh, well, you know what? They're still looking for somebody. They're looking for somebody about six foot tall, blonde hair, muscular builds that can wrestle." And he goes, "That's you. You got to go do this." And I wasn't you know, convinced, but he kept he kept on, kept on, and I finally said, "Okay, I'll call, I'll call, I'll go in." I thought, "Heck, this could be it. Could be a nice for me because I was on the weekends. I was working as a bouncer as a bouncer at a place called the Slab Inn in in uh, Post Falls, Idaho, and so I was doing nothing but breaking up fights all night, and I was getting probably about between twenty five and thirty bucks <laughs> for doing that." <laughs> Um, so it wasn't paying me very much. I, I, I'd rather do this, yeah. um, and get paid for it. Right. Sure. If, what's, that, what's okay. the use of being a scary looking guy if you can't, uh, scare, <laughs> you know, masses of audiences. <laughs> so anyway, I go in, I go in to read. Um, I finally get a time and booked in with this, this lady. She's probably just a little over five foot tall, kind of stocky, really sweet casting director. And so I, I walk in there and she goes, okay, here you go. And hands me sides. She goes, look those over and we're going to read those soon in just a couple minutes. I was like, Rick, the guy that told me about this, Rick default, never told me this guy had any lines. I thought I was just going to be in the background. I thought they just needed somebody you know, to be a wrestler. And um, that was it. And you had n- so, literally had never known, acted before, right? Never acted before. Had I known, I probably wouldn't have gone in. So good, probably good that I didn't. So I'm reading the lines with her and I made a mistake. I've never done this before. And so when I get nervous, sometimes I laugh and and I laughed and she looked at me and she goes, we're looking for intensity here. If you make one mistake, you just continue on as if nothing happened. Got it. And I was like, Oh, 
Okay. Okay. She sounds scary, actually. Yeah, it's like it got serious really quick. Um, So I read the lines with her one more time. She goes, okay. She calls Harold Becker up. And I, he, she says, he wants to see you. So we go out of her office and over to his office. I walk in. He looks at me and he goes, okay, I'll take those sides. And he took the sides out of my hands. He goes, you know the lines. Let's, let's, let's do them. Now, I've only read these like twice. Not that they're you know major monologues, but yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. not something I've done ever before. Right. So I don't, I don't even remember, actually. I don't even remember how I got through it. But apparently I remember the lines to some degree. Okay. Fine. Then I had to go show that I could wrestle. So then uh, I had to go to uh, see uh, Cash Stone, who was the head of the wrestlers, right? Uh-huh. And so he had to make sure that I could do the role because um, it seemed like a pretty important role. He said, okay, I went and wrestled for two hours with this team. And, and uh, he said, okay, good enough. You can wrestle. So then I find out that the producers had found a guy in L.A. Now, we're two and a half weeks out. This yeah. is the backstory of this. Two and a half weeks out, and they're going to shoot. They've already cast a role twice before. Neither one of those guys worked out. So they're, they're countdown. They're getting ready to shoot in two and a half weeks. They need to have this role cast. So they bring a guy down from L.A. The producers, John Peters and Peter Goober, love this guy. His name is Frank Zagarino. He was tall. He was about six foot one. He was about an inch taller. He was lean and strong, and he was a good wrestler. So... Um, I go in that day. They say, okay, you're going to read for the producers. And, and, um, so they want to see you and the producer likes, or the director likes you. The producers like this other guy. So you got to convince those producers that you're the guy. So I said, okay. So I show up for that, um, for that reading, for that, you know, um, interview. And I walk over to Harold's backwards office with the, with the casting director. And then he comes out in the hallway and he comes up to me. He goes, okay. When you come in here, he says, I want you to be intense the entire time you're in here, no matter what happens. Got it? He goes, slaps me across the face. <laughs> and then you and punched just, him in the I face and then uh, uh, he had to go to the hospital. He smacked me hard enough where I gritted my teeth and I go, got it. He goes, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> wow. so he goes back in. I go in. You know, it's kind of like you would do before you wrestle in a match. You know, your coach might slap you on the back to get you kind of like angry sure. and focused, you know. So he knew exactly what he was doing. I came in there. I stayed in character. I read. Fine. We walk out. And I said to my, my casting director, what is going on? I said, did I look ridiculous? She goes, no, why? I said, every time I did a line with the casting director. Now, the casting director from L.A. came up and was sitting in front of, you know, the director and the producers that were sitting behind her reading me the lines. And then she would roll her eyes every time I said a line. And I thought, do I look ridiculous or what? You know? Yeah. And she goes, no. She said, listen, she cast this role twice before. Neither one of those guys worked out. She's got this guy. She tried to trip you out because she wanted her guy to get the role. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, damn. Okay, it's on. Welcome yeah. to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, right. every- Tough business. Jesus. Yeah, this is it, man. This is what it's all about. And. You know, I just took my, uh, you know, my wrestling background and my martial arts background into this, you know, and just said, okay, this is, this is a battle and I'm going to, you know, do everything I can to win this. So they said, okay, uh, we, the coach has not seen this guy wrestle yet. So we're going to go over to the set and you guys are going to wrestle. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So we go over to the set 
and they have a mat. They have was, all lit Was up it like the, the Roman Colosseum? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were there any lions there? Right? <laughs> no lions. Okay. So we get on the mat, and then coach goes single leg, and I do a single leg. Then he does a single double leg, and then duck under and arm drag. And we went just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then he says, okay, this kid can wrestle from L.A. He can wrestle. So it's up to you guys now to decide who's, who, who you want. So we stood there for a little bit, and every time John Peters looked over, I just stared at him like I was going to kill him. Right? <laughs> just my teeth and, and he comes over. He comes over in about 10 minutes. He goes, okay, you got the role. Wow. He says, every time I looked at you and you were like just staring me down, grinding your teeth, he says, that's the intensity I'm looking for. Awesome. And that was that was that was how I got the role in Vision Quest. But stay away from my daughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you were such a scary dude in that movie. Um, did they keep you away from all the other actors so they wouldn't, you know, get to know that you're actually a you know nice guy? I mean, I mean, I'm being a little sarcastic, but as you're describing this, you know, you had to keep this intensity and this kind of fueled rage. I mean, did that? You know, when you were at the buffet, were you were you mean there yeah, too? What right, what exactly. was going on? Yeah, that scone is mine. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, first of all, there was no buffet in my training <laughs> curriculum, so you have to understand that I was bodybuilding at the time, oh. Oh. and I was at two hundred and fifteen. I weighed two hundred and fifteen pounds when I was cast. Ah. So I dropped twenty five pounds in two and a half weeks. Holy yikes! So uh, it was a hard cut. As a matter of fact, I'm all about not cutting that way, by the way, and not doing what Matthew did in the movie, by the way. I'm I'm actually working with Nick Suriano for the last year and a half, got him ready for the Big Tens this last year, and he dominated. And then he came in and won uh, NCAA, his second NCAA national title at 125. Oh, wow. Wow. So that was in March of this year. So you're still, you're still so involved. What we did, so I am definitely involved with the wrestling community. And and we what we did is we moved him from a glycogenic, you know, you know, into a path energy pathway person and not, you know, carb loading for matches to a ketogenic fat adapted athlete that eats almost no carbs and has sustained energy, endurance, strength, speed, and, and stays hydrated. Yeah. I You're basically describing me and Rick. That. Yeah, uh, Rick and I are right. Yeah, yeah. We just throw beer in there and uh, <laughs> yeah, right. salami. And salami. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, you got to have something to drink with your carbohydrate. I mean, with your keto, keto fat adapted yeah. food. Okay. <laughs> well, let me ask you so, this. All right, go just, ahead. <clears throat> wait, just a second. Just so yeah. you know, I dropped that twenty-five pounds, and the way I did it was I went from eating five platefuls of food at each meal because I was trying to bodybuild and gain size. I went down to two meals a day. I had uh, egg whites for breakfast. I had tuna on top of uh, lettuce with a squeeze of lemon for lunch. And then I got on an exercise bike bike for uh, dinner for an hour. And that's how I dropped that 25 pound. And and so if you understand that that how angry and and, um, just hard that is on the body, no wonder I was not in a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And, and I think there was something that, that Harold Becker did that kind of just keeps us separate. So I never did talk to Matthew. I never spoke with him. I only saw him when we did scenes together. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. <clears throat> and then there was no relate. I mean, even like 
at the wrap up party or whatever. I mean, did you, uh, or maybe you weren't invited. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So there was like, no, I didn't, I finished, I finished my role. Um, shortly after Thanksgiving, we shot for 10 weeks and then my role was done. They had a a big meal where everybody had a meal together and that was it. Wow. Right, that's that's wild. Because we had Matthew on a couple of weeks ago, and he loves you. <laughs> he, well, we did not. Matthew, have... listen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was good. Great guy. <laughs> and his wife is super nice, too. His, you know, like when we did our 30th anniversary in L.A., his wife came. He was shooting, I think, Stranger Things, or he was streaming some kind of series. So he couldn't come. Harold Becker was there. Um, the the uh, Harold, uh, the, the, the teacher, the, the English teacher was there. And myself, and then, you know, his wife came, and it was just great to talk to her. And I didn't even talk to Matthew for 30 years until I got on a mat in, um, I was sitting on the edge of the mat. It was called Beat the Streets event in, in uh, New York City. And I, Matthew and I got to watch the United States National Wrestling Team wrestle the Russian National Wrestling Team, and we got to sit right on the edge of the mat. Oh, that was cool. the first time I spoke to him in 30 years. Wow. That, that's wild. You know, it is funny because you uh, people that watch movies they they think that uh, you know you you end up hanging out with these people they become your friends forever. But you really only knew them for ten weeks, uh, thirty five years ago, and right? sometimes for you know just an hour a day or whatever, right? Right. And the only time I actually spent any length of time was when we shot the the final wrestling scene. And that was, we shot for 18 hours, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we shot eight hours on Thursday and Friday. Wow. And, and that was touchy feeling. That was the most time I spent with them. So what about Madonna? Did you, uh, yeah. did, did you do any scenes with her? <laughs> well, as you can, as you guys know, there was no scenes with me and Madonna in the movie. And it was a nice wow. shoot. And I was never at any of the night shoots. And I don't know if you know this, but when we shot Vision Quest, we shot for 10 weeks. And then I went back to school. And then three months later, I get a call. Oh, we got one more scene to do. And I said, okay, great. I'm at 217 because I went back to bodybuilding, right? Okay. Three months later, I'm at 217 pounds. And they go, okay, well, you got to start losing that weight. So they gave me a month this time. And I had made a commitment to the movie that I would do everything possible to make in my role the best it could possibly be. No scrimping. I would work my ass off. And it did. It it really showed up on the screen. I was at 189 pounds. I was at 4% body fat. And we, I actually weighed, I did a water dunk test to check that body fat in the human performance lab at Eastern Washington. So here I am now. I'm back at 217 pounds. And I had a whole month to drop that weight, which I did. And we shot the scene, which is the weigh-in scene. For some reason, I don't know what happened. That they lost pieces, or they didn't get what they wanted. Yada yada yada. So we shot that, and then I went back to school again. And I thought I was done, and then I went back to bodybuilding again. And three months later, I get another call. <laughs> oh no! And now it now I'm at 225, and I'm about six months out of a competition, a bodybuilding competition. I'm at 225, and I say to them. I, I, you know, they wanted me to come do another scene. I said, you know what? I'll come down to, you know, 200 pounds, but I'm not going all the way down to 189. Just can't do it again. This will be a third time in like in a, in a year's time that I had to drop, you know, 25 plus pounds. Yeah. But they said it was cool. And so that scene, yeah. So they said, cool, because you're going to be wearing a jean jacket. And that's the scene where you're the bleeder. And I like uh, to see blood. 
Wow. So if you notice when I'm walking away, I look a little bigger than 189 or actually 168. <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to weigh in the movie. Well, that uh, wild? there's a little tip there, a little bit of trivia. We call this the Minutia Man Celebrity yeah. Interview. There's some minutia for you right so, there. So you still there's getting minutia, baby? I, I, so you still getting recognized for the part? I would imagine, right? You must. Uh, I mean, this is such an iconic role. Are you still getting recognized? Well, I'm recognized more if I'm hanging out in the wrestling community. Okay. You know, bet, yeah. um, when I first did the movie and I was in L.A., I got recognized. But it's, you know, L.A. is all into movies and they're all about the actors. And so they, they know who everybody is. Right. Other than that, I, I walk around not being bothered at all. You know, this movie was shot 37 years ago. Yeah. But I go do appearances. I do appearances across the country. I go do nutritional um explain you know, I, sh- I share my nutrition and i also go and just just sign and i've got uh, a website that shootshirts.com and right i have photos on there and and uh t-shirts that i've made up and so you know i did a gym opening in twilight washington and auburn washington called fitness quest oh yeah and, a little play uh, on words there i see that yeah, yeah. fitness well the, the guy that that actually created this was owned an actual vision quest fitness um company and then it got bought out by la fitness Uh and then so he it was on a five years later he was able to kind of get back into the business because he was he couldn't he had signed a non-compete clause in his contract and so now he could name it but he can't name it vision quest he had to name it something else so he did fitness quest his name is brad schwartz and I worked with Brad prior to his World Cup Masters uh, competition in Vegas this year, and he ended up winning in his weight class and then flew to, to um, where is it? Uh, he flew overseas and competed in, in um, World Cup competition there as well in uh, Poland. I want to say Poland. And he beat a 13-time World Cup champion and from the Masters championship there and then was recognized as the best wrestler in out of over 500 wrestlers that, that competed that week. Wow. Did, did so I, I worked with yeah. a 25-year-old, and I worked with a 60-year-old nutritionally to get him just absolutely uh, ready for performance. Did I, did I see you in a Van Halen video once holding a sign saying, we'll wrestle for food? <laughs> did, we'll wrestle for food, my friend. That was you, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, okay, so you really want the minutiae on that? Oh, yes, my God, yes. yes, please. Okay, it wasn't me. It was somebody that looked just like me. Uh, and I didn't know it at the time that Van Halen was trying to reach me and SAG wouldn't give him my information. You're <laughs> so they just found somebody. Oh, that's no. cool. Oh, man. Oh, that's a bummer. But, well, everyone if thinks I, that you're in I it. I know, I love Van Halen. <laughs> everyone thinks you you're know? in it, so that's almost better. You didn't even have I know, to do it. <laughs> I know. So I don't. I usually don't say anything to anybody, but this is minutia, man. So we're getting. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that's right. So what are you up to these days? Um, you know, um, uh, other fancy. than the wrestling stuff, yeah. uh, you see, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, you've got a website. You want to tell people? Yeah, about tell it? us all about what you're doing now. Well, um, primarily I'm working with, you know, optimal performance nutrition. And so I'm working with uh, several wrestlers that are at the NCAA level right now. I'm actually in talks with both Michigan and Stanford to come and work with their wrestling team to be their nutritionist. 
Um, there's been nothing finalized on that. And then uh, I'll continue to work with Nick. Nick still has some goals that he wants and Nick Siriano that he wants to attain. And so he and I will continue to work on his nutrition all throughout that. I'll support him in the next couple of years. And uh, I'm working on two projects, two, uh, two movie script projects. One's, uh, one's a VQ series. Very similar to that concept of a Cobra Kai, which is like, what's going to happen? What are these characters doing 30 years later? Yeah, I like it. So, but it's going to be grittier. It's going to be more realistic. It's going to be more like a Friday Night Lights. And it's uh, it's in for I mean, we're working on it. We're, we're just so close to kind of nailing the last pieces of this so that we can kind of like go to Warner Brothers and, and talk to them about it. We just... What we need, I'm working on this with a, a producer out there in New Jersey, Michael Gray. And Michael and I have been working on this for over a year and a half. Um, and it's now at, a, at a, one of the um, producers in uh, Warner Brothers lot. And he's looking at it to see if it's something that he wants to make. Huh. So there's potential that we're, we're really close to making uh, a VQ series happen, which I would love. Cool. Well, this movie is beloved. I mean, yeah, it's a it, iconic yeah. movie, and you're great in it. Really, yep. um, and the, it, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for taking some time out of your schedule and chatting with us. Uh, and we wish you the best of luck in the future, Frank. Wow, um, I'm also working with several other companies. I'm working with a company that is uh, a Florida Stem Cell, and they're, they're the uh, the premier company that's, that's really treating all these different athletes. I think I saw Seth, uh, Seth Gross there. I saw, um, uh, several other wrestlers, current wrestlers, past wrestlers that are getting stem cell therapy. I'm a big believer in regenerative medicine. So I'm a spokesperson for the pain management company there. That's uh, out of Florida, you know, stem cells. And, uh, if anybody needs information on that, they need to reach out to me. I'll hook them up. And I personally have benefited. I've had damage done to both, you know, my low back and my knees. And I've been able to get back out and, and do things physically that I, you know, uh, were really struggling climbing upstairs. And um, the knee treatments have really been a, you know, a game changer. So how old are you, Frank? That's, that's another thing that I'm, I'm involved with. <laughs> So lots of fun things on the horizon. So, you know, Rick and I were 59, uh, and uh, I can't even imagine. I mean, and I didn't do anything. I, I played I played yeah. Radio Shack video games, and my knees hurt. I can't yeah. even imagine Dave, what. Dave, give them the uh, the sound you make when you get up off the oh, that's yeah. the that, That's the uh, chair. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So uh, you mentioned get in touch with you. How do people get in touch with you? Uh, just plug away every. You go to my site. Easy to go to, you know, shoot shirts, S H U T E shirts.com. That's my shoot shirts site. And also, I have a, you know, an acupuncture therapy site that's Osani, O S A N I, at OsaniHealth.com. And, uh, all right. Those two sites, you can, you can kind of DM me on those. You can DM me on uh, Facebook or reach out to me on Instagram. I have Instagram, a vision quest underscore shoot 1985. That's my vision. That's my um, Instagram. I have a Twitter account that I'm just starting, but I, hmm. 
I don't really care for that too much. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. There's too many people that are just angry on Twitter, whereas I like the other ones where people like actually posting things are like, hey, this is interesting. Yeah. This is unusual. This is like, oh, this is great. No, you got to get the you got to get the anger back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to right, go exactly. back on Twitter and you yeah. can just just get the, 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 that yeah. rage. I I, mean, I could they could use that as an ad. Twitter is too angry for shoot for Vision <laughs> Quest. <laughs> well, thank thanks Listen, for go on. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to thank you again for being on the show because this has been fun for us and uh, you know. That movie came out in an era that we look back on so fondly, Dave and I. We were in college. That's when we met. Uh, we've you know been doing shows together in some way, shape, or form ever since. And uh, it, it, you know this this movie kind of reminds me of that time. So thank you for that. Yeah, it really. When you hear the soundtrack, I, at least for me, and I know for a lot of other wrestlers, because it, it just was of our time, of our era. It just really brings you back to those great memories back then and, and kind of just some of the experience just kind of flash back as well. So it's it's a great soundtrack, and it's a fun movie to watch again. Oh, yeah. You know, even with the big 80s hair, you know, it still <laughs> has a lot of laughter, and just it's just a fun movie to watch. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, Frank. Have buddy. a good one. Have a good, have a good one. All right, guys. You take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Frank Jasper. You know, I, I love how he said, well, I lost 25 pounds three times in a, yeah. in a year. I've been trying to lose the same 25 pounds for 40 years. Well, you know I what? I was it. thinking of saying this, but uh, I was sensing he wasn't feeling our uh, slovenly vibe. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, ga- going up to 225? Oh, no problem. Yeah, come, come on. on. I could do yeah. that on my head. How hard is that? <laughs> you know, bodybuilders, oh, they got to work so <laughs> yeah. hard. I got to eat eight meals a day. Yeah. Just hang around with us for a little while. <laughs> yeah. It's not as hard as you think. Uh, so anyway, thanks uh, to Frank. Uh, that's Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. Um, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasada with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? We are the hosts of Minutia Men. I'm Rick Kempfer. And I'm Dave Stern. I'm German. I'm Jewish. I have three sons. I have three daughters. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm a Sox fan. I have hair. Minutia Men and Old Pie Show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network.